Good morning and good Monday morning. It is May the 29th in the year of our Lord, 2023, and it's Memorial Day. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Let's begin with a prayer of consecration. Let's bring ourselves, all that we are, before the Lord. Wake up, sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body as a holy and living sacrifice to you. Jesus, we belong to you. Praying in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our entry today is called, How Facts Lead to Faith, and Faith Leads to Feelings, and not the other way around. Our text is Romans chapter 7, verses 1 through 6. Hear the word of the Lord. Do you not know, brothers and sisters, for I am speaking to those who know the law, that the law has authority over someone only as long as that person lives? For example, by law, a married woman is bound to her husband as long as he is alive. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law that binds her to him. So then, if she has sexual relations with another man while her husband is still alive, she is called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she is released from that law and is not an adulteress if she marries another man. So, my brothers and sisters, you also died to the law through the body of Christ, that you might belong to another, to him who was raised from the dead, in order that we might bear fruit for God. For when we were in the realm of the flesh, the sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in us, so that we bore fruit for death. But now, by dying to what once bound us, we have been released from the law, so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit, and not in the old way of the written code. The Word of the Lord. Now consider this, Romans chapters 5 through 8 
aims to lead us out of the old country of sin and into the new country of grace. However, Paul is not trying to help us have some kind of warm and fuzzy experience of the grace of God. Paul is trying to help us decisively shift our mindset. He's working to help us, quote, be transformed by the renewing of our minds, see Romans 12, 2. Paul is not initially concerned with our experience or our feelings. He wants us to grasp facts, how historical facts become theological facts and only later become experiential realities. This is the purpose of the analogy he gives us today about the laws of marriage. So, my brothers and sisters, you also died to the law through the body of Christ. Paul is emphatic about making the connection between the death and resurrection of Jesus and our own lives. However, he is not trying to help me have an experience, but to help me reckon with a fact. The emphasis is on what Jesus has done rather than on what I must do. Jesus died to sin, fulfilled the law, was raised from the dead, and thereby won the war against sin and death. He won completely and totally. This is the fact. We must first come to grips not with your experience or my experience, but with his experience, his body, his crucifixion, his death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension, his return. Our new reality comes, as the text says, quote, through the body of Christ, his body. Even now, let us declare the great mystery of our faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Because Jesus died, we died. This is why in chapter 6, Paul says, Consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God. This is not willpower I must exercise to be dead to sin. No, this is a fact I must come to grips with and allow its implications to renew my mind in truth. Rehearsing again. So, my brothers and sisters, you also died to the law through the body of Christ. We were held prisoners by the enemy of sin, and the law had pronounced our just sentence, and Jesus rescued us. It's right there in the text. 
that you might belong to another, to him who was raised from the dead. And why did he do this? He did it because he loves the world he created and because he loves us and because he is saving the world by his work extended and expressed through us. It's right there in the text. In order that we might bear fruit for God. Remember, we were prisoners enslaved in the country of sin and death, bound in the chaos of disordered desires, powerless to do anything about it. In other words, we were wasting our lives. It's right there in the text. For when we were in the realm of the flesh, the sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in us so that we bore fruit for death. Now see where this leads. But now, by dying to what once bound us, we have been released from the law so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit and not in the old way of the written code. I am sorry if this seems pedantic. I have become convinced we scarcely understand how the gospel actually works. We put so much stock in our own felt experience of the grace of God that we lose touch with the actual fact of the grace of God. It is not our feelings that save us. It is the facts and our faith therein. It is the ephemeral up-and-down nature of our feelings that tends to keep us in the land of vertigo. We go there tomorrow. The Prayer Jesus, I belong to you. This is a fact of my life. Though you did not sin, you died to sin once and for all. This is a fact of history and theology. Because of this, I am dead to sin and alive to God in Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. This is a fact. Holy Spirit, would you renew my mind by the reality of these facts? Let faith arise, and then turn that faith into real lived experience, and let my feelings follow. I confess, too often I'm tossed to and fro by my feelings, which leads me to fall back into sin. I'm ready to get back to the facts. Praying in Jesus' name. Amen. The question, are you tracking with this line of thought today? Do you understand that the renewal of the mind precedes the renewal of felt feelings and experiences of faith? The hymn, it's a new week and time for new hymns, at least new old hymns. Today we will sing a song of enormous theological facts, one of my favorites. Immortal 
invisible, God-only wise. It's hymn number seven in our seedbed hymnal, our great Redeemer's praise. This is a big one, so let's sing big today. Immortal, invisible, God-only wise, enlightened, accessible, hid from our eyes, most blessed, most glorious, the ancient of days, almighty, victorious, thy great name we praise. Unresting, unhasting, and silent as light, nor wanting, nor wasting, thou rulest in might. Thy justice like mountains high soaring above, thy clouds which are fountains of goodness and love. To all life thou givest, to both great and small. In all life thou livest, the true life of all. We blossom and flourish as leaves on the tree, and wither and perish, but not changeth thee. Great Father of glory, pure Father of light, thine angels adore thee, all veiling their sight. All praise we would render, O oh, help us to see, tis only the splendor of light hideth thee. <laughs> Amen. Tis only, it's the light of God that actually could only hide God. That's remarkable. Immortal, invisible, God only wise. In light, inaccessible, hid from our eyes. Wow! We need a reemergence of such hymn writers today. I'm calling on you out there. Well, that's a wrap for today. As you hear this, I am in England by faith, and I'll be counting on your prayers this week as I'm bearing witness to the work of God in the Asbury outpouring this past winter in Wilmore, Kentucky. Um. Pray, pray, pray for me the grace of impartation that I could impart to these men and women, these families. This is a festival. All kinds of families will be there. That I could impart faith, hope, love, gifts from the Spirit, just a deep, durable, abiding hope that... Um, Asking could become receiving, that seeking could become knocking, that seeking could become finding, that knocking could become the door opening. That's the prayer. Well, that's where I'll be out sowing today, tomorrow, and the next day on the soils of our motherland, Old England. Counting on your prayers. I'll be praying for you back here sowing.
in the new world and all the other worlds where you're living around this planet. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend, leave us a rating, and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.